When you have an intention to be loving to the world, it changes you. for the reward of God's love. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today, I actually prayed a very different prayer almost a week ago. I think it was on a Sunday after my last message. And I just prayed, I just asked God, I said, Lord, Give me a powerful sermon, a sermon that will change people. And it's not for my glorification. It's not to be able to sell the sermon to make some money because I'm not paid for any sermon. I said, Lord, I just want you to give me a powerful sermon that will help the people. And then I said, Lord, this is the way I want you to do it. Have you all ever asked God for something and then told God how to do it? So I said, Lord, this is the way I want you to do it. I said, I'm going to pull up the Bible in my app on my phone, and I'm going to push shuffle, where it will just shuffle through the over 1,000 chapters in the Bible and pick the one that you ordained, and I'm going to listen to that chapter, and I want this really powerful message that I'm asking you for, for the people to be in that chapter. I said, Lord, that's the way I want you to do it. And when I get to the office, Lord, I'm going to pull up my app and I'm going to listen to that random chapter and pull that message. You make sure you pull that right chapter, Lord, of what you want me to preach for, the powerful message for the people. And I got in my car and I pushed the start button. And when my car turns on, it will normally connect to my phone. And depending upon the state of my phone, it will play What I was last listening to, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But it started playing an audio book. And I don't even think I was listening to this audio book. So I'm saying to myself, how did this audio book get there now? But then that's the way God works. He'll do some things you can't even explain how it even got there. So the audio book began playing. And the minute I heard it, I knew this was the subject. This was what God wanted me to talk about for the powerful sermon that I asked God for, for you. And the portion that played was actually just a little bit over a minute long, but actually it's a little bit over two minutes long because I listened to my audio books really fast. So when I slowed it down, I transcribed it, I put it in a video format, and then God spoke I want you to get every ordained minister in the building to give a three-minute commentary on what you are about to hear. So none of them knew this was going to happen. None of them have had any pre-prepared message because they don't even know what the thing is about. But I'm going to ask God just to lead them. And we're going to go from youngest to oldest. Now, we've got three women here. That's an issue. See, I do recognize some issues when I can see an issue because women don't like to reveal their age. And Prophet Dexter, you figure out how to do this. God just told me to go from youngest to oldest. So I'm not sure who is the youngest. Now, I'm 67, so I'm not sure where. All right, youngest, oldest. Let's see, anybody, I'm 67, anybody older than me? I'm I'm scared to match that. You're older than me? Okay, so she would be the next oldest. I'm probably the next oldest. Am I the next oldest? Anybody older than 67? I'm the next oldest. Now we've got, let's see, are you the next? Okay, next. Even if I'm in error, sometimes you just got to be in error. And then Pastor C. Elijah and then Prophet Dexter, and you would be the youngest. All right, so I'm going to play this clip twice. So everyone can listen to it. Then I am going to ask the youngest. I'm going to ask him to come up. Just three minutes. Not a long dissertation. Just three minutes. Then I'm going to play the clip again after each person speaks. 
And that will be the full message. And I can tell you this. Sometimes you can have a long, complicated message. But most of the time, people don't remember what the message was about. At best, they remember one thing. So if you can grab this one principle out of this message, and that's why it needs to be repeated over and over and over. When I ask God for a powerful message that would impact and change the people, this is what God sent. And I think when you hear the clip, you'll understand why. There's no scripture in it, but you're going to understand it's the very basis of scripture. It's the very basis of God. The minute you hear it, you'll understand that. So, A.V., if you would, I want you to play this clip. It's about two minutes long. The minute it finishes, start it over, play it again. And after it finishes playing, I want you to come up in three minutes of commentary of just whatever God leads you in each one of you. So you and then who's next? Prophet, then see Elijah, and then Galen, then me, you, and prophet's mother. All right. That's the way it will be. So you will, mama will close it out. Amen. Amen. All right. A.V., if you would, go ahead and play the clip. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. The audio clip that you are listening to is from the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. This book has 100 ways to improve your life. This is way number 93, Fill Your Life with Love. From the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, 
which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Good morning. My name is Barrett Johnson. Thank you, Pastor. When I think about love, I think about God. God is love. The Word of God lets us know that people will know that you are a disciple of God by the way that you love one another. We begin and we end this life in this journey of trying to find out how we can express God's love in greater dynamics and in greater ways. The starting point of love begins with inside of yourself. The reality of it is, brothers and sisters, is that many of us see people every single day who are trying to give love to everything and everyone else without first understanding that they are the starting point of love. If I don't know how to love myself correctly, I can't love God correctly. I can't love my wife correctly. I can't love my children correctly. And we are living in a day and time where the world is presenting messages in terms of the secular world of get all you can and can all you get and then sit on the can. (laughs) But the way of God and the way of his kingdom is that the first shall be last and the last shall be first, that the greatest among you shall be the servant. And it is through this expression of being the source of God's love. What does that mean to be the source of love? It means that I am the expression of God in the earth and how he shows forth love through me may be the only Jesus that somebody sees. For the greatest message that you will ever preach is not necessarily what you will say in church on Sunday morning, but it is how you live your love walk every single day of your life. It's how you encounter each other. It's how you encounter a person on the street. It's in how you encounter that lady in the grocery store or that person that cuts you off uh, on the highway. And, you know, sometimes we say little things and we speak in another tongue when that happens. But we never know what someone else is dealing with or what someone else is going through. Love teaches you not to be so critical. Love teaches you to let go of a lot of your biases. Love teaches you how to just tolerate and accept people for who they are and where they are right now, understanding that God's love had to be patient enough with us to get us to where we are right now, that we can never judge. We can never judge where a person is in their life because we don't know what they're going through. But maybe what that person needs is just for somebody to pause for a moment and show God's love. So I submit to you today, as you go throughout this day, as you go throughout this week, just remember who you are. You are the light of the world. And your job is to love and express love in every way that you can. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. And the Bible says in John 15 chapter that there's no greater sacrifice of love than to give your life for a friend. John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever 
believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus, we talked about Jesus in the prayer this morning. All you got to do is call on Jesus. When you need love, call on Jesus. He is love. There's no greater love than him in your life. Some of you need to stand right now and just hug your loved one. Because see, while I was sitting there, I was picking up even there are situations and relationships in this building right now that you just need to tell your loved one you love them. And they need to hear it from you. Because there's no greater love than Jesus. But at the same time, when we walk this journey and we walk this life on this earth, we have to have love. We have to have companionship. We need to hear from time to time, I love you. We need to feel that love from each other. That's the only way we can grow. Because God said it that way. He set it in motion from the very beginning. He put it in place when he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. How many of you know God loves you? How many feel the love right now? How many of you feel that greater love, that stronger love, even as you hug your neighbor? Love your neighbor as yourself. Put yourself aside. Try 10 seconds a day. Try 30 seconds a day just to think about somebody else. Put them first and it'll begin to grow. It'll begin to become a bacteria that grows and a good bacteria that grows in your heart that after a while you don't think about yourself, but you think about somebody else. Call somebody when you leave here today. Call them and tell them you love them. Text them and tell them you love them. You don't have to have a full conversation. The L-O-V-E will say it all. Just like the J-E-S-U-S gave his life for us. Love never fails. Give God some praise. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, And by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Praise God. That is such a powerful rendering from that book. And we're just grateful to share God's love today. God is love. And we are first filled with love by being with God. We can't love without God's love. There's a difference between God's love and man's love. And so we have to be filled with God's love. God's love is a different type of love. It's a different type of love. We get the definition for God's love over in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. It's not arrogant. It's not boastful. Not envious. Doesn't boil over in jealousy doesn't seek its own, it's not easily angered, not touchy, not fretful, not irritable, doesn't act unbecomingly, thinketh no evil, doesn't rejoice with unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, 
Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Love takes no account of a wrong suffered. Doesn't keep score of a wrong done against it. This is God's love, and this is a love that when we are with God, he fills us first with his love, and then we are able to share that love. It's the picture of the cross. We receive our vertical relationship with him first, and then we share it with others. It's the picture of the cross. So we download that love from him, and then it's shared out. To others. It's the picture of the cross. It's the way 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 of the cross. And the first place this love begins is at home. I can never stress that enough. It begins at home. It begins at home. I would never go out and love the world if I haven't loved my wife and kids. If I haven't loved my wife and kids. And it begins at home and then it spreads abroad. And then we become a reflection of Christ Jesus as we walk around. Praise God. Love is the greatest message. It's the greatest healing agent on earth. It's the whole message of the Bible. I believe it's one question that God will ask you when you stand before him. He'll say, how did you love? How did you love? God bless you. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Glory, 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 glory. Giving glory and honor to God. Lord God, we just thank you for each and every one, God. We thank you for the love, the love for each and every one. First, you have to love yourself in order to love someone else. God loves you. He loves each and every one of you. He loves me. I love him. God is love. You want to know what love has to do with it? It has to do with him. Nobody but him. Love, love, love. Love, 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 love. Love, just love, just love. I love you, 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 and you. It doesn't matter if you love me or not because I love you and I love myself. And I know God loves me and that's what matters. You have to show love in order to get love. So I know you all love me because I love you. So God is love. Love one another. Love your family. Love your friends. Love your pastors, your church family, your job. Show love. That's all you got to do. When you show love, someone's going to love you. No matter what, you don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. As long as you know that you are doing what you're supposed to do, you know that you love someone and they love you, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Love yourself. God loves you. State your name. Galen Farley. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. 
We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. I am Pastor Nathaniel Bronner. There are seven ministers here today who are commenting on this, so seven is the number of completion. That's a deep verse. Jesus said, he said, if you just are good to those who are good to you, even the publicans do that. The shortest distance between two points is an intention. When you have an intention to be loving to the world, it changes you. Even to those you feel don't deserve it. That's difficult. But that's where the God portion comes in because it's easier to love somebody who loves you. It's not so easy to show love to someone who doesn't show love to you. But that's where the difference comes in. I travel a lot. And God has me blessing people when I travel. And one of the things I do, I leave these big tips but to be honest, sometimes I don't feel folk deserve it. I, I remember I went to a hotel, and I got in the room, and the bed wasn't made. They had just stripped all the cover off the mattress. They had left the clean sheets and everything. They didn't even make the bed up. So when I got ready to leave, I'm saying, Lord, I got to leave this big, ridiculous tip for this maid, and she didn't even make up my bed. That's not the point. The point is not to love those who love you but to love regardless, and it changes you. I go into restaurants where the service was just horrible, and I got to leave this big tip, and the service was horrible. It's not about service to you. It's about you becoming a blessing, about you being the light. See, the light doesn't draw from the darkness. The light sheds out and shines into the darkness. So people will be able to see you loving them and they'll recognize they're showing me this love and I'm mean to them. What is it that empowers them? What is it? What do they have that allows them to treat me like this and to show me love? Even the publicans are good to those who are good to them. Even if you don't feel they deserve it. Love them anyway. And it will change you and it will change them. Because there's a lot of mess in the world. You don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. So if you're seeing a whole lot of mess, change you. When your heart becomes filled with love, you're going to find you start seeing beauty. You start seeing love. You start seeing the good a lot more because that's what you feel up inside. And even if you don't think they deserve it, because you don't know what they've been through. I don't know what that made it going through, because of the leader sheets on top of the bed. Her husband could have just got through beating her up. You don't know what they've gone through. That's not your job. You love them anyhow. And when you do that, you become a reflection of Christ who loved you when you didn't deserve it. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, 
We must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. I am Sharon Stinchcomb, married to Billy Eric Stinchcomb. Yeah. Praise God. We thank God for everyone that's out here. I thank you for the love that I'm receiving. And God is an awesome God. Am I surprised? No. <laughs> no. God said your gift will make room for you. And he said, even from a child, we didn't make ourselves. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. Hallelujah. Praise God. He had a thought and a plan for us even before we was born. So therefore, I am your servant, Sharon. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come to serve. For as we learn, even from a child, Jesus loves me. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I can't say. <laughs> Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him below. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Uh, you can't you find a key, can you, Chris? I, I understand. Well, <laughs> we're not going to do that again. That's a wrap. But God is so good. He said, God loves us. For he so loved the world that he died. Praise God. And he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That rest is peace. Because when you're peaceful, you got rest. Amen. Although we'll go through these trials and tribulations. But he said he came, praise God, that we may have life and life more abundant. And as we witness, a lot of people got a lot of things and stuff and wives and husbands and things like that there. But they don't have peace. But when you have peace, it's a past. It's all understanding. It don't matter how people call you short because I know I'm six feet seven. Ah. <laughs> I say I am, so therefore... I am, right? It doesn't matter what you say. Like me or hate me. I'm going to love you. Why? Because God said we have not because we ask not. Okay? He said, ask for love. I know that I'm love. When I know that I'm love, honey, boom. Okay? So this is what God said. You're going to go through these trials and tribulations. And in this world, you have trials and tribulations. He said, but be encouraged because I have overcome the world. The world hates. But God love. So even when we walk in, you know, amen, the sun is yet shining. Although it's rain outside, praise God. And God saying, love them. So we ask for love. Lord, let this mind be in you, in me, which also was in Christ Jesus. What was that mind? To do the will of the Father that sent him. We're servants. We're his vessel. Amen. And he'll pour into us love. If you don't have love, then he'll pour it into it. And regardless of who don't have it, when you walk in, you already know. Amen. See, Pastor, see, like I said, it's no surprise. God didn't put on that thing, no priest. Oh, Amen. glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> For the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you got love, you got peace. Yeah. 
We ain't no nobody. We came that we may have love, so we ain't throwing no shade. Hope we sunshine. Come out the darkness. Love will bring you out the darkness. I'm taking some Elijah time. You know, I'm taking some of his time. Because Pastor says sometimes on the day you give a little more time. <laughs> okay. And I've been waiting to say that for a long time. Oh, Praise God. So, that's my friend. Amen. Pastor Eli, that's one of my favorite pastors. Amen. Amen. Okay. It's three minutes up. Ah. I got the mic ah. And I haven't dropped it yet Amen Praise God But yes These trials and tribulations Come to make us strong And sometimes when well, I have been acting a plain fool Amen And people showed me love I went back and told them I apologize And thank you for showing me love And since they showed me love I wanted to act right Amen, Amen. And it made me to study to show myself approved unto who? God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, but rightly divide or discerning the time. Sometimes when people, I did it all see. Glory be unto God. When people are going through pain, even your best friend, your dog, it will bite you. Amen. But you don't kick him out and call the dog pound. Amen. But love will keep on and then you just know how to treat them gently. If you can't talk to a face, the faith, he said, pray about everything. Yeah. You pray until you believe. Because you don't want to. Because you want to do unto others as they do unto you. Amen. Amen. But by the presence of the Holy Ghost invested in me, praise God, you are love. Even when they act like I don't love you, know that I love you. Because with knowledge, when you know a thing, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how Billy Stitch come go out and work all day. But when he come back home, I'm the wife. Amen. And I cover him when he go out. Praise God. And he might not act like especially tonight. No, my. There's some football going on. He asked me to go. I didn't want to go. Okay. But I'm going to go because he asked me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's my love for, okay, mother. Praise God. This is Sharon Stencho. Out. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody, and clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on and give him a high praise. He is worthy. To be praised. Hallelujah. Come on. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. He is worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm Dr. Doris, Prophet Dexter's mother. I'm also a prophetess. Amen. The statement said, look within your heart and see if there's love. So oftentimes, people don't have that love 
in their heart because there's so much of the stuff, stuff down in their heart. They don't even love themselves. They don't like themselves. They wish they were someone else. How can they love if they don't love themselves? How can they love anyone else? The scripture says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee, says the Lord. Jeremiah 31. God loves us and he's always pulling us, coming toward us, pulling us to him. If we refuse, we're rejecting him. So we will never know that love if we reject him. Right? There's no way to know what love is if we do not accept the love that God has prepared for us. For God has so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If we think on that, that's a lot of love, people. That's a lot of love. God loves us when we even act out on ourselves. I don't care how ugly we get. God loves us. Why can't we love one another? I hear it all the time. People say, oh, you know, I love the Lord. God is good to me, blah, 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 blah. But they hate their sister sitting in the front of them. Love cannot dwell in an unclean heart. We have to first examine ourselves. How many look in the mirror every morning? You look in the mirror. Do you just look at the outer appearance? Or do you look into the depths of your heart? Sometimes I spend time just staring at, God, are you in my heart? I want to know that he's there because I want his love to come forth. No matter if I don't see anybody from 8 to 7, I want to know that I love them in spite of. And I can love them even if they do not love me because God loves me. The love of God is in me. The statement said, love is its only reward. That's the reward I'm looking for, to love God for eternity, to love him in eternity, to love him in eternity with everlasting life. I want to love God. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? We're going to love God then from this day forward until eternity. Come on and bless him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There may be someone here today, you don't know God in the free part of your heart. Today is the day. Tomorrow is not promised. Do you want to surrender your life to God? Now is the acceptable time. Come now while you have life in your body. The doors are open. I think I was supposed to do this, Pastor. Praise the Lord. The doors are open. Will you come? Will you come? There may be someone here, you backslidden. Sometimes the road gets a little slippery on this journey, you know. But we are to recognize that if we fall short, turn away from our sin and repent. Fall on our knees and repent and say, God, forgive me. He is so loving. That he will forgive you and take you into himself. He'll take you back. You know, sometimes husband and wife, they don't want nothing to do with you anymore once you've hurt them. But I can only imagine the hurt that God feels sometimes when we act out. I think about that all the time. If you're here, you're backslidden. Praise the Lord. Come on and bless God. Come on and bless God. Come on and bless God. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Praise God. Are there anyone else? You can come at this time. and bless the Lord God is so good he is so good 
Sometimes he allows us to get to our lowest point before he slaps us around in our face and say, wake up, I'm here with you. He is just that good. Amen. Father, we thank you. Repeat after me. Say, Lord, forgive me for I have sinned against thee. Forgive me now, Lord, and come into my heart. I want to be yours. I want to live for you. I want to serve you. I want to be yours, Lord, from now into eternity. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You are his child. Serve him. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome to the family. Amen. Welcome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on and bless him. He felt it. He felt it. He felt it. That's God. That's God. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Now we just pray God gives him the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of how to come before him and live before him and surrender your all to him. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Give mama a hand. Oh. <laughs> I told mama it's an honor to serve with her. She paved the way. Her generation paved the way for us. She's a mother of Zion, and I honor that anointing. I honor that legacy. I honor that. Praise God. It's where Prophet Dexter gets his anointing from. From his mother and from his father. It's a legacy that falls down on him. It's like Paul told Timothy. Your mother Lois had it and your grandmother Eunice had it. I perceive it's on you, Timothy. Praise God. Give mama another hand. Oh, glory, 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 glory. <laughs> amen, amen. This has been so beautiful and so wonderful. Give Pastor Nathaniel a hand. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Nathaniel simply obeyed. God as God led him in his heart and he opened up his pulpit to share with all of these ministers. A lot of pastors won't open up their pulpits and let anyone else speak. They really won't. But Pastor Nathaniel, he followed God and he let all of these wonderful men and women of God speak to us today. And I was richly blessed as the Holy Spirit poured out he poured out through each and every one. So it's a wonderful privilege to share in ministry with you guys. It's a wonderful privilege. I honor you. I salute you. Thank you for standing, being the watchman on the wall. Thank you for praying for us when we don't even know you're praying. Thank you for being intercessors. Thank you for standing in the word. This generation needs you. The world needs you now. We are grateful for this pivotal time that we have in history right now where we're coming to the end of time and this end time harvest that's ready to be brought in. I'm just grateful to have men and women of God like you all serving with us. What a privilege and what a joy, man. 
There's something God's doing. There's something God is doing. He's pouring out. He's pouring out. He's filling the earth with his presence and with his glory like never before. And man, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm happy to be a part of it. Aren't you all happy to be the generation, man, that brings in this end time harvest? Oh, man, we're so happy to be a part of it. Praise God. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. We're going to play the love message that Pastor Nathaniel brought today. We're going to just play that and let that be our closing. We're going to leave out in love. We're going to leave out in love today. Praise God. God ministered to our hearts just to remind us of his love. To love one another as he loved us. It's a simple simple command. Just love one another as he loved us. Praise God. A.B., if you can just play the book. I don't know anyone who doesn't want a life filled with love. In order for this to happen, the effort must start within us. Rather than waiting for other people to provide the love we desire, we must be a vision and a source of love. We must tap into our own loving kindness in order to set an example for others to follow suit. It has been said that the shortest distance between two points is an intention. This is certainly true with regard to a life filled with love. The starting point or foundation of a life filled with love is the desire and commitment to be a source of love. Our attitude, choices, acts of kindness, and willingness to be the first to reach out will take us toward this goal. The next time you find yourself frustrated at the lack of love in your own life or at the lack of love in the world, try an experiment. Forget about the world and other people for a few minutes. Instead, look into your own heart. Can you become a source of greater love? Can you think loving thoughts for yourself and others? Can you extend these loving thoughts outward toward the rest of the world, even to people whom you feel don't deserve it? By opening your heart to the possibility of greater love, and by making yourself a source of love rather than getting love as a top priority, you will be taking an important step in getting the love you desire. You'll also discover something truly remarkable. The more love you give, the more love you will receive. As you put more emphasis on being a loving person, which is something you can control, and less emphasis on receiving love, which is something you can't control, you'll find that you have plenty of love in your life. Soon, you'll discover one of the greatest secrets in the world. Love is its own reward. Amen. God bless you. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, The Reward of God's Love, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5981. It's 5981 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5981 to a friend. Go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.